Passionate DJ Podcast, where it's all about becoming a better DJ through passion and purpose. And now, your host, David Michael. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael. With me is Trip. Yo! How you hanging, buddy? Uh, pretty good. Just sitting here sucking down my... Uh, monster energy drink. Uh, shame, shame. I uh, know, man. Just kidding. I've got, I've got two empty cans next to me. I'm not allowed to talk. Right. It's been a long day. Yeah. Getting a lot old, of stuff done. Old habits die hard. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a completely random, seemingly un-DJ related question, but have you ever used a travel agent? Yeah. Um, my wife and I actually have, um, we actually have a friend that um, is friends with a travel agent. And when one year we were looking to, um, you know, take a vacation down to the Caribbean and we've just found ourselves inundated with a bunch of like, you know, of all the options that are out there and we don't know where we're going and, you know, neighborhoods or, or yeah. areas and stuff like that. So uh, this friend uh, hooked us up with her friend and we've been using her ever since. Okay. So you still use a travel agent? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All okay. the time. Yep. Okay. Good to know. So a travel agent, if you've never used one, they sell products and services like tickets to a resort, something like that. On the behalf of a supplier, the tickets are bought by the agent for a discount and then sold to the end customer, and then the agent profits on that difference. So they basically they get a commission on that, and that's right. kind of how the model works. Yep. And that's been going on for ages and ages, and and that's how you can get a deal through an agent and mm -hmm. why you would do that. And they, I assume they kind of put all the details together and stuff. Oh yeah. For the the yeah. travel plans and all that. Yeah, she's fantastic. Service. Yeah, yeah. And, and and she's explained it, you know to us you know because we're so friendly, but yeah, she's explained that model to us a bunch of times. And she says, hey, here's where I'm getting a really good deal. And if you don't know anything about this area, here's some information about the area and the things to do. And okay. here's your flights. And, you know, here, you know, here's how we can save some money on on cost of this, that or the other. Yeah, they're, they're really she's really good at being able to, you know, uh, maneuver through all of that stuff. So, yeah. Uh, OK, yeah. cool. So I've never used one, so that's good insight for me because I, I'm familiar with the, what they do and what they are, but I've just right. never. So, uh, you know, all that being said, the the travel agency uh, scenario was realized in a whole different era. Mm. So you know, these days there are free alternatives to that kind of stuff. Sure, you know, and and you know, websites you can go to to find all your travel plans and mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And so you know, some people might find themselves wondering why they would need one at all. <laughs> Which, I see where you're going now. Uh -huh. Okay. 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 See. <laughs> I wondered. This was. I was it's a random question. I yeah, know. But I, I, I figured you were going to find a way to segue all this together. But mm. yeah, you were totally throwing me <laughs> off there. I was like, yeah, sure. I'd love to talk about my vacation. Yeah. No, it was a great answer too. By the way, <laughs> all things considered. Um, so yeah, I mean, the question becomes: How does a travel agent compete against the convenient and free alternatives? Mm. You know, which serve the same basic quote-unquote basic purpose. Sure, sure. Um, so obviously a similar thing is, has happened to DJs. Um, mm -hmm. So you know, the common question in that scenario is, how can I be paid as a DJ when so many people are willing to do it for free? Right. So that's what I want to talk about. How do we compete with free Js? Two words. And, you know, those two words will resonate, I, 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 I imagine, throughout the rest of this episode because no matter what you say 
no matter what 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 tips, no matter what points we bring up, it will all come back to one central idea, and that's value add. This has been the Passion DJ Podcast. <laughs> no, that's absolutely true. That that's a, in in fact that's a great segue into our first point, which is, you know, if the the answer to the question, how can I be paid as a DJ when so many people are willing to do it for free? Sell something that's better than free. Yep. So, you know, the idea here is to make your service as a DJ or as a promoter or right. whatever your angle is here, uh, make it something that's worth paying for, mm-hmm. obviously. So it, it's, it's unlikely that the problem is with something technical. So if you're not getting paid, it's, it, it's probably not, well, I'm just not, a, I'm not good at mixing, so I'm not getting paid for this. It's, it doesn't normally translate like talent or skill level directly to getting paid or not, especially in the music industry, the music right, industry. Right, right. Um, those kind of problems are easy to spot. Right. <laughs> so if you have that problem, um, you know, you already know it's there. So right. if, if you just can't, if everything you do sounds like shoes in the dryer, well, yeah, okay, you've got some other issue. Let's, <laughs> let's sort that out. Okay. But, you know, the key is we're going to come back to what we've talked to a few times in, in several episodes recently, and that's finding those true fans, mm. you know, those fans with a capital F, those people right. who are just down for the cause. They're there for you. You've, you know, whether you've got 3,000 of those people or you've got two, you know. It's it's building. It's taking those two and and turning them into four and turning them into eight and so on. Right. And so you know, even if you only have ten or twenty hardcore supporters, which is probably the case for a lot of DJs, even who have been playing for years and years, you know. And, and I'm talking hardcore supporters that aren't your mom and wife and when whatever. <laughs> right. Right. Um, My wife isn't even a fan of mine. So. <laughs> Our wives tolerate it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but those people that do just come to support you, you know, that's your that's your support network. Those are the people that you need to love and connect with when right. it comes to your music, right? Um, and, you know, we talked about this recently as far as, uh, yeah, I brought up something about trying not to use the word support. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you come, when you're playing, it's like, please come support this show or support yeah. my whatever. Um but rather to give them incentive to support you. So when it comes to DJing, you know, obviously there are a lot of different things that that we do to promote ourselves and and that we can do to work with promoters, with venue owners and whatever to sort of value add, as you said, onto our DJing so that we can sell something. When I say sell something, I give people a reason to pay cover right. and give people, you know, and that kind of thing. So you know, it's easy to complain that we're not getting paid, but it's like, what what are you bringing to the table? You know, because the reason that somebody out there is willing to do it for free, yeah. So, what are you what are you doing to incentivize somebody to pay you to do that job? Right. And if you're doing the same thing as that DJ, you ha- they have a little reason to even consider that, right? Right. You know? And you know, like. Uh, not to interject there, like the, the thought that keeps coming to mind is that like there's this is a huge hot button topic right now, or it, it has been mm-hmm. for a while, honestly. And you got 
a, a couple of camps, you know, of people that are like, I don't really care to not get, if I don't get paid, you know, I just want to play. And, you know, if I'm asking for money, then, you know, I'm not going to get a, a booking, you know, because of it or whatever. And then you got, you know, the other camp that is everybody who's playing for free is devaluing the craft and, and totally like destroying any chance of anybody actually making any anything significant off of this. And, you know, the, the, the thought for me is that you're never going to have DJs not play for free. Yeah. And I hate using a double negative there. Like but <laughs> you, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're always going to be there. There's always going to be those people that, you know, are just getting into the market. So they're, they're willing to play for the exposure, which is, you know, such a cynical term for people who have been doing this for more than six months. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> absolutely. you know, I mean, because, you know, everybody says, you know, Oh, you know, this big show, you'll do yeah. it for the exposure. And Everybody's exposing themselves all over town. It's not getting them anywhere. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, but there's always going to be, you know, the new faces that are willing to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, so the, the discussion has to not include shaming the free DJ or, or right. trying to, uh, convert them into saying, you know, even if it's $25 or, or a bar tab or whatever, like, like you can't convert the free DJ into something else. So as long as that is an option there, then the market is going to use that. Yeah. You know, so the conversation has to come back to you. What do you bring to the table and what is it about you that justifies whatever, you know, fee that you want to uh, put out there and just accept that, yes, sometimes you're going to get passed up because of a free DJ. I mean, yeah. It, it, you know, not everybody recognizes the value of the craft or the value add that you're going to bring to it. They just need to fill a time slot. And the other thing I think too, it's it's important to get serious. You know, I say get serious about your why, right? W H Y Y. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Um, you know, because first of all, not everybody cares about making money on DJing. Not everybody's right. doing this as their day job or, yep. or their night job or right. their their main income. Um, and so. For some people, it is a creative expression thing, and th I do way more of that than I do making money off DJing. I was just getting personally. ready to say, you know, full disclosure and and send all yep, toss the disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> send all hate mail to trip at passion <laughs> DJ. Um, uh, but um, I am one of those. You know, I have my day job, I have my side hustles, I have all of that, and if somebody asks me to play. And offers me money, I don't turn it down. If it's an out-of-town thing that's going to end up costing me some loot, then I will ask a promoter to cover yeah. those costs. Um, but, you know, especially being as active in our own local scene as we are, you know, for me, I don't mind playing a free gig, especially if it's helping the people that I know are building and, and maintaining the scene that we have. So rather than, you know, try to dig at them for, yeah. you know, any amount of money, you know, I would much rather see 
everybody succeed and still have a scene for everybody to participate in. Now, we are in a much smaller market than your New York, LA, Chicago, Miami. Um, but you know, that, that's my mentality behind it all, you know, and I, and I, and I get more out of it that way. You know, if somebody wants to pay me, I won't, I won't turn it down, but, um, I also don't go out of my way to be like, Oh, Hey, book me. I'm free. Book me. I'm free. Right. Like I, I, that's not how I, that's not how I roll. And like the further in I go with this, like the, the, the less willy nilly I am with, with that. Right. So like, like you said, we, there's there's kind of a labor of love thing that goes into building a, a local scene like this right. and and you know the three of us on the show you know unfortunately tony's not with us today he would have a lot to say about this but right, right. um you know we we're all so involved in just the general the scene quote unquote and mm-hmm. and wanting it to succeed and we've seen you know especially you guys have seen it ebb and flow to from one extreme to the other and back again you know not, right. maybe not back to where it was back in the <laughs> 90s but you know you've seen the the scene thrive and you've seen it fail and you've seen resurgence and and you know when you're behind the scenes of of a lot of that stuff you see how much work and effort and passion really goes into building all that kind of stuff. Right. And if you're interested in that and you want there to be a thing to do on the weekends, yeah. then, you know, a lot of us tend to, you know, we've probably all donated quite a bit of time and money to the scene in some form, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Um, and I, you know, speaking of hate mail, I see no problem with playing free show either. Right. Like, a long time ago, when we, when we first started the show, I I had gotten onto a a message board. I think I've talked about this before, and I mentioned something about playing free shows on it. It was like some DJ related message board, mm-hmm. and I don't remember how the topic was introduced or how it came up, but I about got ran off of that site. <laughs> like you're devaluing our craft. Get the hell out of here. What are you talking about? Right. You're the reason I can't make any money. Wrong. Um, and so, and I was like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? You know, well, I, I also later realized that, um, I was the, the majority of that demographic on that site were business people. They were okay. mobile DJs, wedding DJs. They all had their own sound rigs. They were running gotcha. businesses. I'm like, okay. oh, whoa, whoa, wait, yeah. that makes total sense. Yeah. I'm not coming in and taking your wedding gigs. Right, like, right. Yeah, I yeah, get that. Context <laughs> is, 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 is totally... But, invaluable here like you me and tony have talked about this in the past where we we tend to get started on a topic and we and we discuss things from our point of reference which is performance club style djing so as we're sitting here talking about oh yeah you know i'll I'll take a free gig you know and blah 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 but then like someone's going what the (laughs) right because when then when you do talk about things like the mobile DJ industry, like that is extremely competitive and, you know, for every, and they deserve to make all that money. Absolutely. Because for, for every mobile DJ that's out there that has, uh, put all of their like, uh, efforts into having, you know, a proper trailer and proper gear and proper amps and speakers and cables and, disco balls and lights and trusses and uh you know their suit that they wear and banners and you know just all of the things that go into 
having a proper setup and all of those things take money. Yep. You know, money and effort to put it all together to, to, you know, come up with your vision, your brand and your setup. And then that's what you haul around in a trailer or in a truck or whatever or a van, you know, and you have to be able to move that stuff around, which costs gas and all of that stuff. So it's a highly competitive business because, you know, most people who go out to hire those types of DJs don't look at all of that. Those people yeah. get looked at with as much disdain for their sticker price as people look at photographers. Yep. You know, people who look at photographers and they're all like, well, why do you charge so much? You know, I have a eight zillion megapixel by, camera. Right. I'll just take photos. Exactly. But when, well, go ahead. Yeah. By the time it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And by the time it's all said and done and you take eight gazillion pictures, you know, and you let's, let's just say you pick the 10 best that you, that you had, you know, then what does that photographer do that you're not going to do? Like, sure, the camera can do so much these days. You know, I mean, it's, for all intent and purposes, those things have their own auto sync as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> too. But, uh, um, but you know, I have seen photographers that – and. Uh, my sister-in-law is a, is a, is a <laughs> photographer and to see the, the work that goes in after hours, you know, after that shoot is over, you know, it's not just picking the right pictures, but it's editing, you and know, post-processing, post-processing and, and, and uploading and then maintaining the cost of a website and all of the, it, there's just all of these back end costs. And because it's so competitive, there's always somebody willing to undercut somebody else. Mm -hmm. So for those people who are already trying to compete at a certain price level to keep customers happy, but still make a living doing that yep. stuff. When a free DJ comes along, well, my brother-in-law's got a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, know, a you know, whatever, and he can do it for 200 bucks or he can do it for nothing. Well, yeah, then I could totally see the riot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, the photography thing is a perfect parallel because, yeah. you know, Technology has lowered the barrier of entry for photography. Mm -hmm. you know, sound familiar? Right. So you can, or not even that, let's say uh, Instagram. <laughs> okay. Instagram <laughs> makes us all look like dope-ass photographers, right? <laughs> right. But, Hashtag no filter. <laughs> Hashtag no filter. But there's still a reason to hire a photographer. And, and very similar to DJing, you know, just because you have the tech and it's available to you, the, it's it's the skill, it's the psychology that goes behind it. Because when you watch somebody in a photo shoot, they're actively doing a job there too. Right. They're not, or if they're competent, you yeah. know, they're they have to make people smile, yeah, or make people look natural, yeah, or get their attention, or try to lose their attention. Don't look over here. They have to, you know, actively pay attention to the lighting and the or shadows. Evoke and, some kind of emotion that, that they're trying to convey in whatever type of photography yeah, that you're doing. And the doing. best yeah, photographers yeah, yeah. do all that stuff and they should be paid for that. Right. 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 Okay. So should DJs. I get it. Yeah. You know, this is where we're at. So yeah. how do you get to that point where you're providing so much that you're worth paying for right. in that way. Right. Um, one of the things that I like to bring up here is part of the problem, if you want to call it that, is that you know if we're in a situation like we are where we're in a, a nightclub kind of scene, it's very diluted. There's mm. a lot of us. 
Yep. Right. And so there are, if all of us wanted X amount of dollars per gig, we just wouldn't have a scene. Right. You know, I mean, right. it just, that's how it works here. And that's probably how it works in most places. Yeah. And so um, I tell people that one thing you can do, if if you're not all in on mobile DJing, um, I just look at other kinds of gigs because, you know, that's outside of the nightclub where people aren't looking. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden I've cut my competition, quote unquote, mm-hmm. from hundreds to like zero. Yeah. Right? So if I'm the first person to contact this wine bar and I say, hey, I play this deep house kind of stuff. Here's a little 30-minute demo. I would love to work with you guys and see if I can maybe bring some cool lounge vibes to your venue. Right. You know, you you don't have a music program. I would love to be in charge of that. Here's what I do. Uh, give me a call. And you do that enough times, you're going to find one. Right. Suddenly, you're in the money and you're doing what you want to do mm-hmm. at the same time. Right. You know, and... The trick is finding those, and that's part of that work that DJs don't like to do, that non-DJ related work, <laughs> is going yeah. and finding those weird things like that because now you've got a solution that sits right in the middle of, hey, I get to express myself, I get to set the rules, I get to, or at least I've agreed on some compromise with whoever I'm working with, right. now it's all mine, and they've agreed to whatever this charge is, I'm in yeah. the money, Perfect. So let me ask you this though. So I mean, that's I mean, and and and, and we've discussed that before. And I think that the um, I, I think your ideas there are are gold mines. Like I mean, especially if 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 you're if you're the type of person that can think outside of that box of you know, okay, so here are all the places that typical DJs play. Where else can I bring this skill set and and try to bring something new to it? But what if what about those people that that's not what they want to do? Like, you know, it's one thing to say, hey, here's here's an untapped resource yeah. that we may be able to get some money out of. But what if we say, you know, w- w- let's say, you know, rave, nightclub, warehouse, you know, types of things and these promoters that are out there, you know, how do you convince these people yeah. who are used to a gigantic pool of DJs that they can pick from and, you know, give them nothing other than the exposure. Like how do you, you know, how do you get that person to not only book you, but to book you and agree to a fee? Well, if you're, if you're not there yet, then you don't. Right. You know, I mean, if you, so it's, it's, you have to, Grind and grind and grind and grind and grind and also have a little bit of luck. <laughs> right. I mean, exactly. you know, where if you got into this to be an overnight success, then you you're just not ever gonna be fulfilled right. as a DJ. Right. Unless you're super, super mega lucky. Yeah. You know? like, and, and if you happen to do that, then buy a lottery ticket while you're at yes. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um but I think the way that you do that over time is just what you said. It's it's value add all the time. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, like we said in today's era, you know, us digital DJs, whatever you want to call it, none of us are just DJs anymore if we want to get anywhere. Right. Right. Um, like it, love it, hate it, take it or leave it. That's the way it is. So 
if we want to be noticed by anyone, that's how it is. So the common complaint is that we, you know, we have to be marketers, promoters, writers, PR, uh, social experts, and all this kind of stuff. Well, that's the world we live in now. Yep. And I, I tell people not to lament that. Like, yeah. that's a great thing. Like for the first time ever we're like totally in charge of our own destiny. Absolutely. You know, like embrace that. Especially when, when you have the resources to be in direct control of all of those things. Like, no, you may not be all that great at graphic design. I sure as hell ain't. But if you network with the right people, you can find graphic designers that maybe you can collaborate on something like you know maybe they have a concept and maybe you have a concept that uh you guys can collaborate on when it comes to you know they can do the artwork for your mix or for your track or or whatever so then it it gets both of your creative juices flowing and then you know proper credits you know abound and then that that exposure for each other you know, yeah, part of system still works. Right. And then, um, you know, for things like, you know, being a tech guy that I am, you know, and, and the career that I, that I have in my day job, I can't help but think specifically about, you know, data, you know, yeah. and, and as you're networking and you pull all of the, these, this information about your fan base together, like it, you know, the one of the most invaluable things that you can have is data about your fan base. Yeah. You know, so if you have a website or if you just start an Excel spreadsheet of like emails, you know, uh, of, of the people that are closest to you that, you know, want to stay in tune with whatever it is that you're doing that way, when you go to a promoter, you can say, Hey, I have an email list of about a hundred local people that follow me and yes. want to hear about me and want to know about what I'm doing and, and what parties I'm playing and, and events that I'm doing. If you book me, that gets the promoter exposure. Yeah. You know, but instead Flip of it on them, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but instead of turning the table, because you giving the promoter exposure isn't going to get you anywhere either. You know, like that, all that's going to do is get people to come in and pay money to them. So no, that, that has to, that's that value add. So instead of, you know, being a free DJ that shows up and plays and then leaves, no, now you are somebody who comes to, you know, the table and says, Hey, check this out. Like, this is what I play. I think it's good for your, for your thing. And I've got an email list of, you know, a hundred or a thousand or 5,000 people, you know, over whatever region or demographic or whatever. And I will open my network up to you and promote this event to those people. But in exchange for that, I expect to be paid. You know, somebody out there right now is hearing all this and and they're going, but I'm just a DJ. Like, I shouldn't have to do all that stuff. <laughs> and, and they're right. I, I don't, uh, like, if it was 15 years ago, I absolutely agree. Well, let me just say that you're right, you know, if you say that, but this episode is about competing with you. Say again. So... The, the person who says, I shouldn't have to do all that. Yeah. Okay, well, we're not talking to you then. We're talking about how to compete with you. 
<laughs> the free J, right? <laughs> right, right? I shouldn't right. have to do all that. Well, you don't have to do all that. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about people who want to get ahead, you right. know, in the current climate. Right. And, and you know, it, it, you know, it, it does. It takes, so I, I didn't mean you trip. I meant yeah, no. general, <laughs> generic you. Right, Sorry, right, I was confusing. Right. Yeah, no. Um, and that's, and that's the key to all of that is that like, you know, yeah, for better or worse, like, I mean, it, that's, that's what it, it becomes, but it also, it, it, it forces you to be a little smarter about what, what you're doing with every aspect of everything. So like, yes. you know, if you're going to start a database, um, or an email list, which is, you know, for all intent and purposes, this is a database. But like, don't just start collecting email addresses and then spamming. Like, that will get you into spam folders. Like, yeah. you need to know something about the people that you're emailing. And that was one of our early mistakes. Uh, a, a, a production company that we run in Cincinnati, you know, we had, you know, the pop up window on our website, you know. You know, put put your email address in here if you want to stay in contact and know what we're up to and da 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 da. And we ended up amassing, you know, several thousand email addresses. And because we got excited and we said, "Oh man, we got these thousands of email addresses," so I, you know, we we were sending emails. <laughs> all the time yeah. to all of these people about everything we were doing. And that's the mistake that people make. And right. they make it on social too. And yeah. they, it's, this is not a, just a distribution channel for you to blast, spray everything out across right. the world. Right. You know, yeah. like give stuff, give, 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 give value, give value, then make a little ask. Right. You right. know, you do that over time. And when you, you've, you know, added so much value to somebody's life or if they just you've gotten their interest enough times, they're going to pay a lot more attention when you make that little ask and they're way more likely to show up to your show or join your email list or whatever it is, that call to action that you want them to do. Yep, yep, because uh, I'm telling you, like, the the analogy that I have is a signal-to-noise ratio. Yep. You know, there's so much noise out there that you, you have to put out a pretty clear signal rather than become part of the noise. And that's where all these little value add bonuses come in right. because, you know, it, it, that's the thing that kills me, you know, when I said earlier that you know, f- finally we're in charge of our own destiny. Like we don't have to wait for an opening in the market. We we create it. Right. You know, we don't have to have the barrier of um a big time label picking us up to be able to do something or to have a whole team to do stuff. Like somebody complaining that, well, I shouldn't have to do all that stuff. I'm like, are you kidding? Like we get to do all that stuff <laughs> right. for, for free mostly. Like what, yeah. Yeah. what's the big deal? Like, yeah. but not everybody's into doing all that and I get it, but right. this is where we find ourselves and these are all the tools that are out there. Why would we not use them right. in a way that makes sense? Well, and even like some of the things that, that, you know, like graphic design, for example, or, or, you know, anything like that, um, or even just mundane data processing or, or, you know, there are any number of things that can be easily resolved with $5. Yes. You know, Fiverr is, and, and I mean, it, of course it can range, but you know, there, there are websites out there where you can ask people who this is their specialty or at least they claim it is, <laughs> um, and you can make that ask. So, like, if you don't know a graphic designer, you can go out to the internet and find, like, these, like, you know, 
websites where you can make an ask and put a price on it that you want to pay and then get people that will come to you. So like, yeah, I need some album art and here's, here's a couple of concepts I'm working with. Here's some examples that I like. And you know, for five bucks or 10 bucks or whatever, you know, 25 or a hundred, you know, whatever it ends up being. But that is something that can be farmed out even if you're not good at it. But it gives you the opportunity to have firsthand control over that. Like, you know, yes, I am hiring this person to do this task. And then everything else, if you've got control of that, like there's nobody else to blame if something goes wrong or, you know, if if you made the mistake, you can fix it quicker than <laughs> fixing somebody else's mistakes. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm assuming that this all kind of, I was really interested to talk to you about this because you used to make your living DJing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a different time. Um, you know, we didn't, we didn't need logos or, you know, DJs didn't need logos. They didn't need, you know, um, as much branding, uh, as, as we do now, um, you know, nowadays, if you don't have a logo, you're nobody. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> right? Like, like I've gone, like, I I'm still trying to like, you know, get, get my logos like, uh, in order. Like I've yeah. got one that I'm really happy with, but now I just haven't like gotten it out there yet. Once so, I've got that all sorted for this here podcast, I'm taking that on next. <laughs> right? That's, yeah. I've put that stuff off way too long, but, um, but yeah, like for, for back then, a lot of it was just the networking because, you know, back then it wasn't so much about, um, you know, the, the polish, I yeah. guess, that we, we've talked about in past episodes where, you know, everything has to be like this super well put together and choreographed and coordinated show and everything. It was... You know, like, you know, if we toured or if we if we decided to hit the road or, you know, whatever it was, you know, we call these people that we know in different cities and just try to organize. OK, you know, let's let's see if we can get somebody to book us in Memphis and book us in Nashville, book us in, you know, Louisville or, or you know, or Lexington and then, you know, come up through Cincinnati and Dayton, since that's our thing, and maybe Columbus, and then, uh, you know, we'll hit Pittsburgh, then Cleveland, then Indianapolis, and voila. Like, we've got ourselves a little Midwestern tour, all based on people that we know. And then as you do those things, you know, just all based on, you know, those relationships with people, you know, they, the, they, the, the promoters and the venue owners, they, they handle all of the promo and the logos and whatever they wanted to put out there to their public. And we just showed up and played, Yeah, you know, so that was a good thing. And back then that was, you know, the, the negotiation was a lot easier because, you know, we had our reputations speaking for us. So we could point to, you know, here's, here's some club owners here's some residencies, here's this, here's that, that we, that we've had and that, you know, people that can act as a good reference for us for all, for, for all intent and purposes. So when we get down there and then do a good, you know, show for those people, you know, 
or uh, we act, uh, there were, you know, uh, there's a couple of us that, you know, when we went to different cities, we just acted as the opening, you know, like a regional talent type of thing and just opened up for an, a headliner, Yeah, you know, but we're just, we're way out of our element, you know, we're, you know, two states away, but because we had the, um, you know, the, the reputation that we did, we were able to, you know, keep expanding, you know, that, that network or, or, you know, uh, that fan base. And so then more people had heard of us and we were able to, you know, travel to some other places that, you know, we didn't know anybody, (laughs) you know? So it, but it, it was, it was a much different time, you know, to try to do that now, we do have to compete with that local free J pool regardless. I mean, uh, like I said in the beginning, you know, that's always going to be there. We're not going to get rid of that. Um, but you know, to add value, you know, if people haven't heard of you, you know, then it, it makes it hard to, to make that connection. I mean, you can send a press kit all you want, but unless people have heard of you, then, yeah, you know it, that that's a hard thing to to really break into. So we're talking earlier about little bonuses, value add. You know the the reason that that's important nowadays is because those are the things that people will attach to memories and remember you for, and that's how you build fans. So right. you know it's not necessarily that you have to do something revolutionary all the time. Right. But every time you do something a little extra, this is building your personal brand, this is building your reputation. People notice that stuff over time. Even if they're not like, oh, it's David, it's the guy that does blah, blah, blah. You know, cool, I'm a fan now. It's it's like it's not like an instant (laughs) conversion necessarily. But it gives them something to relate that to. So Well, and and we have to evolve, right? Like like I, I mean, like I just explained this whole like old school thing that we used to do and it was all based on who you knew and those relationships that you created and and you just taking advantage of that, right? But like today, you can have all the networking in the world, but you know, I mean, you know, so does everyone else. Right. Yeah, it's, so we're all you, networked <laughs> right. together now. But what do you do to to try to expand your fan base, you know, beyond the people that you know? Like, you can know all the top names, but knowing knowing big people is not going to put you in front of 2,000 people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, it might once or twice, but, like, if what you're trying to get to is something more consistent, then you got to have something that the people want so that the promoters want to put you in front of those people to, you know keep pulling in, you know, more, more, you know, paying heads. Yeah. One of the things that you've done, and again, like it's, it's one of those things that like we've talked about in other episodes, this isn't revolutionary. It's just a sign of the times that we're currently in. But, um, you know, the concept of giving something to people who have seen you or mm-hmm. come to see you. Even if you show up at a place and nobody knows who you are, already have something ready to give them. Now, if that's a download link, mm-hmm. then so be it. You know, print up a hundred business cards with a download link or a promo yep. code or whatever it is. And when they come to whatever link it is that you provide, you know, one, give them something. Yep. Two, give them an opportunity to tell, th- tell you something about them. And 
that will go a long way towards building that relationship because I know you've done that for your shows, but then at a much more macro level, that's exactly what people like Pretty Lights did. Okay. You know, like when Pretty Lights puts out music, um, I'm pretty sure he still puts out everything for free. Like when he does an album, it's here. This is my music. I've creatively put it together and this is my expression, you know, whatever. This is my product. Here you go. And I'm giving it to you for free. Yeah. Now take that and people, because it's good music for one, you know, like there's a fan base for that, for that, you know, bass glitch hop music and people will flock to that, that like that type of music. And especially because it's all free, you can download the whole discography and be, and be happy as a clam. Right. But when you go there, he asks you, you know, Hey, do you want to join my email list? do you want to know when I'm releasing more music? Do you want to know when I'm touring? Do you want to know when I, uh, yeah. all of these different things? And you know, the, the check marks that you put on that website, when you put in your email address, that tells him in a database what you do and don't want to know about. And then, you know, from there, then now he's got information about you and the rest of his fan base. But then he also gives you the opportunity to keep supporting. So like, yeah, you can download the music for free, but here you can also get like, you know, a 16 by 20 of the artwork right. or you can down or you can buy soft sell them. It, yeah. It, yeah. Or, or you can buy, um, you know, merch or. Yeah. You're uh, obviously interested in what vinyl. I have to offer. Right. So now suddenly it's kind of okay to ask. Right. You know, they've right. already opted in. Hey, I'm interested in what, yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. What right. else you got? Right. So the more that you know about your fan base and the bigger your fan base gets, that gives you something a little bit more to go to the people who put on these events and say, you know, Hey, yeah. Am I doing anything different than most other DJs when I'm on the stage? You know? Yeah. Everybody's got their own flavor, but we're all doing, you know, essentially the same thing. We're fulfilling that role of a DJ. Yeah. Um, but it's whatever the value add, you know, whatever else that you're bringing to the table that, that really can make the difference between, you know, yeah, I'm just a local DJ or a free DJ that's undercutting everybody, you know, because I just want to play. And the person that's saying, yeah, I want to make a hundred bucks for my hour, or I want to make 200 bucks for my hour or you know, <laughs> I want to make a million dollars for my hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have a couple of like uh, examples of things I've done. Sure. Uh, that are like little, just little bonuses like that to, to try to get something to stick in people's heads and, you know, get a little more than just a, yeah, I had a good time tonight. Like, no, this is a memory to attach to a night to where you're going to remember me. And the next time you see me, there's going to be a positive reaction. Right. right? And that's right. the kind of stuff we're talking about. So uh, the download voucher thing is is a great. I've actually used that, yeah. um, and it's been it was like a random uh, uh, random show that a local show. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a headliner or anything. But I hadn't played in a while, and so I I made a bunch of. I didn't even go and like have anything professionally cut. Like right. um, I had the website, and so I you know it was based on WordPress. So I added a plugin that allowed me to accept download codes. It was super simple. Hmm. 
Um, and then I, what I did was I, I just printed them all out on sheets of paper and they were, you know, I printed two copies per page so I could cut them down the middle so that, you know, people could just kind of fold up stuff in their pocket. Right. And it said, thanks for coming to blah, blah, blah. Uh, if you really appreciate, or if you really liked what I was playing, I appreciate you. And here's a download link. You can download the set that I played tonight. Now that really put me on the spot. I got to remember to record it. I got to make sure that recording's good, you know, because I'm committed now. But uh, it was kind of so I they all had little individual unique download codes, and they and I handed those, a bunch of those out, and some people did redeem those. And that's awesome. Now what I should have done is uh, required them to put in an email address, right? You know, because then you can start building your email list and do some of the things that we've talked about. Yeah. That would have been a smart way to do that. I didn't go that far that time. Sure. Um, but uh, if they've gotten to the point where they've received something, they've taken it home, and then the next day they've taken that, and they've gone to their computer and gone to your site and put in, and they're ready to put in a download code, and they want to hear what you were playing, they're going to give you their email address for right, that. Right. You know, they're opting in at that point. Yep. They're, you know, so um, that's something that I've done. Um, another thing I've done is to so if I'm playing something that I think is kind of a big deal, maybe I'm opening for somebody big or, or whatever. Um, I will try to do a like a pregame at my house, mm. you know, for so if I have like 10 or 20 people that are like the homies, you right, know, right. get them all together and, you know, especially DJ buddies like, hey, bring some tunes. We'll, you know, tag for a little while. We'll have a beer or two right. or I'll order a pizza or whatever. And then we'll all travel as a group yeah. to the venue because then the, the, the DJ for whatever time slot shows up, you know, 20 deep. You know, with a crew, that right. first of all, that's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> it's a very instant visual verification. Hey, I brought all these people with me. Right, right. And and I, I didn't got, ask for twenty <laughs> plus ones at the door. <laughs> right. I didn't ask for twenty plus ones. Exactly. Yeah. These aren't listed people. These are paying or whatever right. uh, people. And so this is value add for the promoter. Right. Um, if you're doing it right, everybody's had a good time, everybody's smiling, and, and and you win. And you do that a couple times, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I'm not going to keep doing that for free. Right. <laughs> I mean, you right. don't come at them and say that necessarily. <laughs> I mean, maybe you do. but Right, right. Um, well, or, I mean, I've had that conversation with, with yeah. promoters before, um, especially when I was, you know, uh, in my younger prime, you know, where, you know, um, where I did exactly, you know, pretty much what you just said or, or, you know, there was some kind of a pre-party or, you know, somewhere there was a pre-game and, and, you know, being able to, you know, show up, you know, yeah. 10, 20, 30 deep, you know, and, or even better, um, I've actually wiped out a party and, <laughs> you know, where I had an altercation <laughs> with a promoter uh, yes. and I left with 30 people, you know, <laughs> oh yeah, well, you know, they may have already paid your cover, but I'm walking out the door and that, that bar is not going to make any more money because you decided to be a, a, a jerk. But, um, <laughs> no, um, but I mean, that's, that's a good conversation to have with promoters, especially any of them that you play for, on a consistent basis or more than once. It at least gives you some clout to have that conversation. Right, right. right? And, and say, you know, hey, you know, uh, you know, I've played for you a couple of times, you know, and, uh, you know, I know for a fact that you're making at least a couple hundred bucks every time I play because there's at least this many people that yeah. are coming to see me. Yeah, it'd be cool if you tossed me a Benji. You know, right, for, <laughs> right, right. You for know? some of that money I'm bringing you. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, another thing that I've done is, uh, 
you know, you could start a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel, right. for instance, <laughs> wink, wink, right? right? Um, that delivers relatable or interesting content to your fans. Yep. So, you know, not everybody comes to Passionate DJ, for example, because they want to hear David Michael or Trip Turlington or Tony DeSero DJ. But right. over time, as they, you know, as people are introduced to us and we kind of start interacting with people, then suddenly, you know, they might be interested in that or... What tends to really happen is that, like, and, and I'm talking on a local level, mm-hmm. so we have a lot of local listeners, you know, here in town where we play. Right, right. And over time, people are really interested in what passionate DJ has to say, and so suddenly they know how we feel and what our approach is, and it's keeping us in people's heads. And right. the and it's typically people who are paying attention because they're promoters or other local DJs and stuff, and so. It gives, you know, this gives us an opportunity to talk about those things. And so even though it's not like we're not getting on here, like promoting our mixes directly. Right. You know, it's keeping us in their heads. And, you know, that can, you can do that in a number of ways. You don't necessarily have to start, you know, passionate DJ type thing. You can just have... um, uh, DJWhatever.com oh, yeah. and start your blog on there. And if you're a good writer, use that. Right. If you're a good speaker, use that. Create a podcast, whatever you want to do. Create resources or interesting things or inspiring content or whatever it is that gets right. your attention that's maybe related to the music, but yeah. it's not spamming them all the time. Right, exactly. You know? Exactly. And, you know, I mean, that, it, I think that's a great point because, I mean, that's one of the things that about this show that we specifically don't do like i i you know i almost never bring up my soundcloud or, or you know it, we or any mixed cloud or or anything like that because you know i don't I, I I I I hate being spammy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, and, and you know, if if people are really that interested, they're going to go to the about page and find that stuff, right? Right. Exactly. And so that's exactly. a way for an example of how to not put be pushy about it, right? And people don't have the patience for that. They yeah. want now, now, now. I need yeah. numbers. I need stats. I need signups. <laughs> I need people at the show today. You right. know, and this is a long game. Yeah. Um. Another thing I've done is uh, give gift bags. So this is mm-hmm. something that I did for Passionate DJ's one-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, those bags are still floating around town. There's one right behind oh, yeah, you. Yeah, there is one right behind me. There it is. Um, I still use it for almost every gig. Like, yeah. um, if I'm not taking my big backpack that's got all of my gear, you know, if it's a if it's a show where I know I'm pretty comfortable, and I know this goes against a previous uh, episode um, about being uh, prepared for a gig, but you know, occasionally there's a co- there's there's a there's some shows where I'm pretty comfortable with just grabbing my headphones. And a couple of USB sticks, <laughs> throw them in that bag, and then I'm 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 out the door. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a great bag. Yeah, it's about uh, I don't know a maybe twelve by twelve inch yeah, bag or, yeah, or so, yeah. just a small bag. And I, so I called bag. a headphones yeah, bag, yeah, and yeah. then we I uh, put the passionate DJ logo on there. So they are custom made and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a money investment, but right. it was you know it was a big deal show. So I wanted to do something kind of cool, and then I filled it with. Trinkets and you know, I, there's like a bottle of water and a small flashlight. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think the flashlight is over here on yeah. the shelf. <laughs> so with the idea, but you know, it has a little passionate DJ logo on it, and it, the idea is you could use it to look in your bag or your crate or whatever it right. is. And, and I've got the pen around here too. So. Yeah, yeah, a little pen with a passionate DJ logo um, and some. I was uh, a fan from day one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> uh, I think I put little glow sti- or glow sticks or something, something in there, yeah, and it, you yeah. know, just kind of little trinkety things. Yep. And and like I said, those those headphones bags with with my logo on it are floating all over town. Yeah. And so that keeps passionate DJ in their heads. Right. It introduces new people to passionate DJ, and even patrons at shows. You know, there are probably one or two people in a night that will see that bag, and right. and if the, you see it a couple times, and that sticks in your head, and now suddenly the DJs who are involved with Passionate DJ are stuck in people's heads. And so it's part of our personal brand as well. And so it all kind of has that synergy together. Right. So, yeah, it's just, it's all those little bonusy little things. And a lot of those, the, the gift bags were a lot of work and it took a lot sure. of pre-planning because I had them made. And, you know, right. so you don't have to do stuff like that every time. But even like the download voucher thing, I think I cranked that out like the morning of, Right. The show, right. like I was like, hey, you know what would be cool? Right. And so I went to my website. I added the functionality real quick, which was easy to do in this day and age. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I was like, well, I don't have anything fancy to put them on. Well, it's better than nothing. And I printed out like I don't know a hundred right. little flyer things and handed them out, and it was cool. Yeah. And you know, somebody's going to remember that, even if they don't actually take advantage and use whatever you know, download it or whatever. Right. That's something somebody's going to be like, wow. This guy put that much. Yeah, yeah they yeah. thought about that. You know, that, that attention to detail matters. Right. You know, and that's right. how you build fans. Agreed. And when you build fans, you can justify charging <laughs> for your service. That's right. That's right. So basically, that's all I wanted to say. You know, it's it's easy to get jaded or frustrated when when you know those darn kids <laughs> they keep showing up in the booth with their laptops and their two months of experience and and taking our jobs as it were. You know? Right. Um, it's important to remember that those people have no bearing on what you do. You know, being shut down because of the the state of the scene is an excuse to cop out and give up, but. That's not being fair to yourself and the work that you've put in thus far. So viewing this as motivation instead of defeat would be a much more productive use of your time. This has been the Passionate DJ Podcast, and we will see you next time. Later. Thanks for listening to the Passionate DJ Podcast at www.passionatedj.com. Check out the fan page at facebook.com slash passionatedj or on Twitter at DJ with Passion. And always remember to keep on spinning. I need you.